This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, October 1st, and time to talk about the weather. Temperatures have declined rapidly compared to a few weeks ago, and I'm afraid the 70s that we so enjoyed will recede as fond memories. Today, we will see sun and temperatures climbing into the mid-60s as a ridge of high pressure builds aloft. No rain. Very nice day. An amazingly large mass of clouds has formed offshore, uh, one that I'm calling a whale cloud. Uh, And this cloudiness will slowly move in over the weekend. Check my blog if you want to see a picture of this whale cloud. It's really quite impressive. Saturday will be a mostly cloudy day as the moisture moves in aloft, but it will be generally dry. Highs in the lower 60s, west of the Cascade Crest in the lowlands, but in the mid to upper 70s over the Columbia Basin. But the cool, moist weather this week has allowed great progress on the two remaining fires in Washington State. So today we really have minimal smoke, and I'd expect the same over the weekend. A weak Pacific front will approach on Saturday and will move across the region Saturday night and into Sunday morning. That should bring light rain to the coast and a few sprinkles Sunday morning over the interior, but only during the uh, early part of the day. Nothing serious in western Washington except on the coast. Uh, I expect the rain to be over by 9, 10 o'clock over the western lowlands. Highs on Sunday will be around 60 in the west, but if you want warmer, head east of the Cascade Crest, you'll get warmth and sun and temperatures getting into the low to mid-70s. Now, another ridge will temporarily move in on Monday. Monday will be warmer, drier, um, no precipitation, and perhaps a little bit of sun with highs creeping back into the mid-60s. But another front followed by much cooler, wetter weather starts on Tuesday. So get your recreation in over the weekend because it's going to be cooler and much wetter. Parenthetically, September was an extremely wet one for our region. Quileute on the coast had 9.68 inches of rain. That's 212% of normal. That's the fourth wettest September Quileute has ever had. Hoquiam, a little bit to the south, had 5.68 inches, 225% of normal, the eighth wettest. Bellingham in the interior had 4.49 inches. That's pretty impressive for Bellingham, folks. 223% of normal, the fourth wettest on record. Olympia had 3.31 inches. That's 162% of normal. And Seattle was wet as well. Here in Seattle, we had 3.02 inches. 188% of normal. So it was pretty wet in September. And now the shocker. With all the rain in September, if you added the total rainfall for June through September for virtually any place here west of the Cascade Crest, precipitation comes in pretty close to normal. So overall, we had a normal warm season 
even though the mid part of the summer was dry. Enjoy the weekend. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Rain Shadow Land. When one talks about Northwest weather, rain often comes to mind. And it is true. The western slopes of the major mountain ranges of our region get huge amounts of precipitation during the winter. The western slopes of the Olympics, for example, can be hit by 120 to 180 inches per year. And the western side of the Cascades can be pummeled by 80 to 120 inches per annum. But if one just steps back, you can't help but notice the other side of the coin. That on the eastern or northeastern side of our terrain barriers, it can be extraordinarily dry in some of our extraordinarily uh, impressive rain shadows. I would suggest that we should be equally famous for these rain shadows, and I will tell their story in this podcast. First, Rain Shadow 101. When air approaches a mountain barrier, it is forced to rise, and rising air cools as it ascends the slopes. Why is this the case? Because in rising, it is going from high pressure near the surface to lower pressure aloft, and like a rising balloon, a parcel of air that rises expands as it moves higher. Such expansion of air causes cooling, and cool air can hold less moisture than warm air. So, if air starts with some moisture, eventually it cools sufficiently as it rises to reach saturation, 100% relative humidity, and if it rises any more, clouds and precipitation form. The opposite happens as air descends the other side of the barrier, called the lee side of the barrier. As the air sinks, it, it warms and clouds dissipate, resulting in little precipitation. A rain shadow is born. Here in the Pacific Northwest, our moist winter winds are generally from the southwest. And as they rise on the southwest and western side of the Olympics, they become saturated and dump unimaginable amounts of precipitation. That's why we have these rainforests there. But as the air descends on the northeast side of the Olympics, the air warms, the relative humidity drops, and precipitation ends, resulting in arid conditions to the northeast of the Olympic crest, producing the famous rain shadow that is centered in Squim, but extends on the Olympic Peninsula from Port Townsend to Port Angeles, and spreads to the northeast over the northern part of Whidbey Island and the southern San Juans. In the center of the rain shadow, they typically get 15 to 16 inches of rain a year. Compare that to 37 inches in Seattle. And there are natural cacti around Squim. I even have a picture of one of them in my, in, in my book, and I've had it on my blog as well. Such totals of 15 to 16 inches a year are similar to that in Los Angeles. Think about it. Los Angeles rainfall in western Washington. No wonder Port Townsend and Squim have become the home of many retirees. The Squim area is so dry that irrigation is needed for agriculture. 
They have an irrigation festival each year, by the way. The Olympic rain shadow is often obvious in weather satellite pictures as a hole in the regional clouds, the famous blue hole of Squim. Now, Seattle is out of the primo Olympic rain shadow, but we here in Seattle are rain shadowed by the Olympics to some degree and the coastal range. And we enjoy about 37 inches of rain a year compared to 50 to 60 inches along the coast. Lewis and Clark in the early 1800s made a big mistake when they camped out along the coast near Astoria, experiencing a very wet, dreary winter. While if they had stayed 50 miles to the east in the rain-shadowed Willamette Valley, they would have had a far more pleasant time. Now, there is, of course, another rain shadow, a bigger rain shadow, the great rain shadow to the east of the Cascades. This rain rain shadow encompasses the Columbia Basin and the dry uplands of eastern Oregon. A rain shadow that is created by westerly winds, winds from the west, then move off the Pacific, move up the western slopes of the Cascades, and then descend warm and dry as they move down the eastern slopes of the Cascades. In some portions of the eastern Washington rain shadow, there is only five to ten inches a year, a truly arid region where there's only sagebrush sagebrush and dryland grasses. Yakima is close to the center of the rain shadow, not exactly. They get only about eight inches per year. Strangely enough, such very dry conditions, coupled with lots of water available for irrigation from the nearby Yakima and Columbia rivers, is nearly ideal for some crops, such as grapes. With heavy precipitation on one side of our mountains and very dry conditions on the other in the extreme rain shadows, our region possesses remarkable contrast and precipitation over distance, with a transition from rainforest to deserts often happening in tens of miles. Try driving Interstate 80 in the Columbia Gorge sometime. One can go from a saturated rainforest near Cascade Locks to arid condition in the Dalles over a 30 to 40 minute drive, with most of the transition occurring in one amazing 20 minute stretch. Even more impressive contrast and precipitation occur over the northeast side of the Olympics, going from 180 inches a year to 15 to 20 in tens of miles. One benefit of our rain shadow and the many rain shadows we have around here is even during the wettest periods, the wettest storms, one can often escape precipitation by finding out and moving to the nearest rain shadow. So brag about our rain, that's fine, but don't forget to brag about our rain shadows. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.